Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded November 7, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. We've been writing a lot about the midterm elections over the past few months. Today in the podcast, we pull together and update our thoughts on what the event means for U.S. equity markets. Three big things you need to know. First, we see the midterms as a modest positive for stocks if the return of Republican control is limited to the House, but a bigger positive if Republicans take back control of both chambers. Second, we highlight potential sector beneficiaries if things go well for Republicans. And third, we highlight why we agree with the consensus narrative on the midterms and its stock market impact, but also run through the risks to the consensus view that we see. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms. Now the details. Takeaway number one. We see the midterms as a positive event for the U.S. equity market, a modest positive if the return of Republican control is limited to the House, and a bigger positive if Republicans take back control of both chambers. Why only modest if Republicans just take the House? At its recent high, the S&P 500 was already up 9% off its mid-October low, exceeding the typical bounce around a midterm of about 7%. We also believe the October move in markets was fueled by, in part by shift in the momentum away from Democrats and back towards Republicans that we were seeing in polling data, as well as betting market data since late August. Why more constructive if the Republicans take both chambers? Republicans' chances of taking back the Senate have generally been viewed as lower than their chances of taking back the House. We also think this would be seen as indicating strong momentum for Republicans heading into the presidential race in 2024. There's also precedence for U.S. equities to see a stronger midterm bounce than has already occurred. In 2002, the midterm year that 2022 has been tracking most closely, the S&P 500 rallied back more than 20% off its pre-election day low through late November before falling sharply again. Under either of these scenarios where Republicans get something back, we think investors will find a reason to be optimistic about 2023, at least to some degree, as the S&P 500 tends to rise 13 to 14% on average in years that have a Democratic president and a split or Republican Congress. Additionally, consumer sentiment, which has been much lower for Republicans than Democrats, could also benefit from Republicans doing well in the midterms. One of the more interesting things that we've noticed about the political backdrop is how much lower consumer sentiment for Republicans has been than Democrats in the University of Michigan survey. Heading into Biden's win in the 2020 presidential contest, sentiment among Democrats in the University of Michigan survey, which was lagging Republicans, improved sharply. Consumer sentiment as a whole stabilized, even though Republican sentiment deteriorated. If Republicans do well in the midterms this year, we'll be watching to see if something similar happens this time around. Moving on to takeaway number two, we revisit our thoughts on sector beneficiaries if the Republicans do well in the midterms. We explored this issue back in mid-October when we polled our analysts on the election. Most saw the midterms as a neutral event for the industries they cover, but those who did view it as relevant tended to think about it as Republicans taking back control of one or both chambers as a positive market event. Communication services, energy, and industrials were the sectors seen as benefiting the most, largely due to regulation. Industries seen as benefiting from a return of divided government included cable, telecom, media, internet, E&P, refiners, midstream and MLPs, specialty and consumer finance, 
regional banks, biotech, aerospace, multi-industry and electrical equipment, railroads, and defense. We'll wrap up with takeaway number three, why we agree with the consensus narrative that the midterms will go the Republicans' way and that will be good for stocks. Beyond everything I just discussed on the stock market impact, there are basically three things on the politics that make us think the consensus will probably end up being right. First off, the Democrats have a lot of uphill battles in the House. They're simply defending a lot of seats that are rated as toss-ups by the election prognosticators. Second, there have been a lot of polls recently out suggesting that the economy has become top of mind for voters again. One example, a morning consult poll conducted in late October, highlights how it's not just Republicans and independents who have a sour view on the economy. Most Democrats also give the economy a grade of C or lower. Food prices, inflation, gas prices, and housing costs top the list of things driving all voters' views, coming in well ahead of things like GDP and employment stats. And third, 2022 just looks like the kind of midterm year that doesn't go well for the president's party. Midterms with big turnover in Congress have tended to have some combination of low presidential approval, weak GDP, high unemployment, high inflation, and or high interest rates. This includes the midterm years of the 70s and early 80s. In 2022, the only thing Democrats really have going for them economically at the moment is low unemployment. Now, we do acknowledge how consensus the idea that Republicans will do well in the midterms has become, along with the idea that this will be good for stocks. And as is the case with any consensus consensus argument, we think it's worth thinking about why the consensus could end up being wrong. The risk we see to the consensus narrative on the bullish stock market impact is that optimism on the implications for 2023 may be based on a narrative from the past whose relevance is fading. In three of the past four midterm years, the stock market saw a strong bounce in 4Q, but only flattish returns the following year. One risk we see on the political outcome, the idea that Republicans will do well, is that the polls may not be correctly sampling the voters who actually end up showing up. We worry that turnout could be high in 2022. It was high versus other midterms already in 2018, and there's more money than usual sloshing around this midterm. Additionally, as of Sunday afternoon, more than 40 million early votes had already been cast, including more than 18 million in-person early votes and over 21 million mail-in ballots that had already been returned. There are some skews towards Democrats and women among the early votes in states where that information is available. Another risk to the consensus narrative on the political outcome that we see is that voters may not punish Democrats for the economy as much as the headlines in recent polls have suggested will be the case. One thing that caught our attention in the morning consult poll we mentioned was that even though Democrats are getting blamed much more for the economy than Republicans, U.S. corporations, COVID-19, and federal U.S. financial policies are getting just as much or even more blame than the Democrats. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. And be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of industry analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. Thank you.